Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is Tuesday, August 31st, and thank you for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. We welcome those of you listening on the radio, 95.9 FM. Thank you for joining us on Facebook, those that are listening on the podcast and uh, on our radio app, we welcome you, and also those that are uh, watching on YouTube. Thank you for tuning in today. Happy birthday today to Sarah Collins, and also happy birthday today to Colton Fenera. I hope you both have a great day, and then a happy anniversary today to uh, Don and Bonnie Crook. I hope you folks have a wonderful day and I hope it's a special day for all of you with your birthdays and anniversaries. I do want to uh, remind you, let's pray for our country, uh, pray for our military, uh, pray for those who've been affected by the hurricane uh, down in Louisiana and Mississippi and uh, kind of those that have been in the path there, pray for their safety. Let's pray for our missionaries today, pray for all of our students that are back at school and uh, we're uh, praising the Lord for another great day we have to serve the Lord. I want you to hear a song. This is a song that is a very uh, special song to me and to my family. Uh, the name of the song is Whatever It Takes. And it, the song says, Whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'll be willing to do. And uh, My uh, family, when we were in Rockford, Illinois, my dad was a Christian school teacher, and uh, we were traveling to Geneseo, Illinois on the weekends. My dad was filling in uh, as uh, an interim pastor during the summer. He was off from teaching school and he could do that. Well, they, they, never, they never really, well, they did look at the beginning, but they stopped looking for a pastor because my dad was the interim and he, they loved what he was doing. They wanted him to come and he said, well, I'm not interested. And so we went back uh, Sunday after Sunday. It was about a two-hour drive. And one Sunday, we sang this song uh, as a family. We were the special, well, not the only special music, but we were mostly the special music for the church. And we sang this song, uh, Whatever It Takes. And we sang and we sat down and uh, one of the ladies in the church, uh, she and her husband were good friends. Uh, they had known my dad from years ago from high school. And uh, she leaned forward and the song says, If you call me someday, to a land far away. Lord, I'll go and your will obey. And she leaned forward and she said, would Geneseo be a land far enough away? Because we were you know, coming from Rockford. And, and God used uh, that, that one lady. Of course, there were many things that God used, but God began to work in our hearts. And of course, my dad, uh, over time, God worked in him and he felt the call to go and pastor there at that church. But this song has always been special. And uh, if you've never heard the song, you have got to listen to these words and let it speak to you. And I hope this is your desire and your heartbeat to say, whatever it takes, Lord, whatever you need to do in my life to get my attention and to draw me closer to you, that is what I'll be willing to do. Hope you enjoy the song, and after the song, we will be in our Bible study in Proverbs 15. 
rugged tree and it whispers draw closer to me leave your world far behind there are new heights to climb and a new life in me you will find take my hand I'm placing my whole life in your hands And if you call me someday to a land far away Lord, I'll go and your will obey For That song is a convicting song, is it not? Uh, it says, uh, take the dearest things to me, if that's how it must be, to draw me closer to thee. And uh, I hope God doesn't have to, uh, to take things that are near and dear to us, but I do want to say this, we ought to be willing. And we ought to be willing to say, Lord, uh, here am I, send me whatever you want for my life, whatever you have to do, I want you to be glorified and I want people to come to Christ because of my life and because of my witness. Proverbs 15, we've been in this uh, chapter for quite a while. I think we're going to finish it up today. And I want you to see in this uh, chapter the answer, we said, and then the awareness. We talked about the abomination of, of trying to give something to God, a sacrifice, but having a heart that is wicked. Uh, we talked about asking and prayer and talked about uh, the admonition. We talked about our attitude, uh, a merry heart, uh, a cheerful heart is uh, what we ought to have as Christians. And by the way, uh, we've got a lot to be happy about. We've got a lot to be joyful about. And then yesterday we talked about our anger. Uh, don't, don't stir up anger. Uh, don't be somebody that, you know, things are, are, are finally dying down, things are calming down, and then you have to open your mouth and you have to say something to get everybody worked up. Uh, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. 
Uh, you say, well, I'm telling them the truth. Well, maybe you are, but uh, you know, I think you can speak the truth in love. And I think it's good to say that we know when to speak and when to be quiet. Uh, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. But, but, but saying the right thing at the right time, and only God can help you with that. Only the Holy Spirit can give you wisdom and give me wisdom as to the timing of what we say and, uh, and how we say it and when we say it. I want you to see the last uh, two words here today. I think we'll get through both of these. Number eight is the word advice. Verse 22 says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. That word disappointed doesn't just mean, oh, I'm going to be sad, but it means to be defeated of expectation, uh, to be defeated of hope or desire or to be frustrated. And without counsel, our plans and our purposes are often defeated. Uh, we need a purpose and we need a plan, but we need counsel. Uh, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I want to ask you today, and you don't have to message me, and you don't have to uh, uh, make a list and put it in the mail and send it to me. This is between you and the Lord. Uh, but, but who are your counselors? If you are faced with a major decision today, uh, who would you ask? I tell you what, we need some people that have some wisdom. Um, sometimes we only ask our peers, and uh, you know the story of uh, Rehoboam, Solomon's son in the Bible, and uh, when uh, he was presented with the kingdom, uh, he listened to the young men, he listened to his peers, and, and he lost the kingdom. It was divided. It was, uh, it was torn apart because he didn't seek good, godly uh, counsel from people that had experience. And so who are your counselors? You know, uh, the president of the United States uh, has a group of people that they call his cabinet. Uh, by the way, I thought it was very interesting that uh, the former president, President Trump, he had a cabinet, and, and I, I talked to several pastors who had been to D.C. and several people who had been uh, around some of the president's cabinet. And you know what was interesting was a lot of those members of that cabinet were a part of a Bible study in the White House. And you know, that's the kind of counselors you want to have. Uh, you need wise counselors for spiritual decisions. You need wise counselors uh, for business decisions. You need wise counselors for a marriage and for family and all those things. Um, I remember when my wife and I, when we came to Roanoke Rapids, uh, for, uh, it may not seem like a big deal to you. Maybe you say, well, it was just another job. It was just another opportunity. Well, for my wife and I, we didn't want to move across country and come to a place where we didn't know anybody. We didn't want to make that decision by flipping a coin or by just pulling a number out of a hat or, you know, well, we'll try it out. We really wanted to make sure we were in the center of God's will, as we talked about yesterday. But, you know, when we were presented with the opportunity to come to Victory Baptist Church here in Roanoke Rapids, I tell you what my wife and I did, we prayed about it. We prayed a lot about it. Um, I, I took about a day a week and fasted. And I don't mean that, you know, I, uh, instead of getting a, a super size, I went to just, you know, the medium size. I mean, I mean I'm talking about fasting. And uh, I know you're not really supposed to talk about all that, but it's been seven and a half years, so I think it's okay to mention it. Um, but uh, but, but we, we, we prayed, we fasted. Um, we talked through different situations. I talked to my pastor, uh, Pastor Treber, and uh, you say, well, you know, uh, did he want you to leave? Well, no, he didn't want me to leave, thankfully. 
but he wanted me to be in the center of God's will. Uh, I talked to my dad who was alive at the time and who was not only my dad, but he had been my pastor. And uh, I knew that he had good advice, good counsel. I talked to my father-in-law and I asked him about it. And I asked him to pray about it. I talked to two other pastors that I knew, uh, who I respected, uh, who I knew had been through similar situations in their lives, and, and they also were not family, and they also, uh, I, I felt like they didn't have any bias, and it wasn't like they were going to tell me this because of this reason. They, they just really told me what I think, what they believe to be the truth. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad I listened to those counselors. And I'm glad that I didn't try to push through. I've had in my life, I've had people that have said, you probably shouldn't do this. And can I tell you, I'm glad I listened. I'm glad that I followed that counsel because now looking at those situations, I say, praise God, I didn't get involved in some other things. But can I tell you this? We all need counsel. We need advice. Now, first of all, your advice needs to come from the Bible. Your advice needs to come from God. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. You need to pray about it. But then there's times where maybe you're choosing between the good and the best, and maybe somebody can give you some advice. Uh, there's a lot of things I can't give you advice about. I was preaching Sunday night. I don't know anything about uh, a car and mechanics. If your car breaks down, uh, don't ask me for advice. I won't know what to tell you. Um, if you've if if you got a roof that's leaking, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but if you've got some spiritual needs or you've got some situations in your, your life spiritually, I, I could probably help you with that. I could at least tell you what the Bible says. But we all need good advice. And then we need to listen and heed it uh, once we're given that advice. But then number nine I want you to see in Proverbs 15 is our attention. Verse 31, it says, The ear that heareth the reproof of life. Verse 32, He that heareth reproof getteth understanding. You know, some people don't get advice simply because they don't want it. But some people don't get advice because they just don't listen. Did you know you don't have to have a sit-down meeting with somebody to get advice? You can get advice in a conversation. You can get advice in a church service. You can get advice while the preacher's preaching and he preaches about something and says, here's what the Bible says. And you say, you know, that's the situation I'm in and I'm going to do what the Bible says. But we must pay attention. I've said it before, and I don't say it for your sake as much as I probably say it for my own sake. But you know, God gave us one mouth, but He gave us two ears. And maybe that's so that we would listen twice as much as we talk. And uh, you say, well, I'll keep track. No, don't keep track. Just, just do your best to listen a whole lot more than you talk. Because when we listen, that's when we get counsel. When we listen, that's when we're helped. That's when God can speak to us and people can help us and God can give us direction. I hope you have a great day. Let's live on the winning side, and uh, let's uh, take these truths from Proverbs 15. Let's apply them to our lives every day. Thanks again. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. 
Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.